Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. I'm pleased to have you back for another show. This is, of course, assuming this isn't your first time. And what a strange place uh, it would be for you to start if this was your first time. This is the second part of a two-parter. Last week in part one, we met Sammy. I have to say she's gone down really, really well with the supporters of the Introducing You podcast. So thanks very much for for listening to that. She was great fun. If uh, for some reason you haven't listened to it, stop listening to me now and go and listen to episode four, More to Life Than Concrete and Cars. Went out last week. Sammy was brilliant. Had a really, really good response. Uh, spoiler alert we touched upon the subject of rape and drugs in the last episode specifically her rape and her experience working on a cannabis farm in the states unrelated events Um, we didn't have time to get into the whole drug thing as the hour just whizzed on honestly I had the best time recording this one she's a fun person to know and we just had a really really great time Uh, because of the context in which we brought up um, the rape uh, we didn't really get into much detail uh, which for me it's a really important serious issue and I feel it's owed a little bit more acknowledgement so lucky for me and for all of you listening uh, Sammy really kindly agreed to come back four days later and record another hour which is this episode Um, again I had a lot of fun and even got a school in on what date rape really is I hope you enjoyed this episode if you do and you fancy doing me a solid then please rate review and subscribe this is uh, lovely for me to see the podcast is free and always will be it takes a lot of hard work not just from me but also from Rob my producer and of course my guests and uh, I send all the guests the feedback so it's lovely for them to know that they uh, gave me their time and it was valued so I think uh, so so thank you for, for those that do give me feedback I, I think that's a really nice thing for for me to be able to send them some nice thoughts um, you can find me on Facebook uh, facebook.com forward slash that Mr Christopher you can tweet me at that Mr Christ um, or Christ I'm not Jesus it was supposed to be Christ not uh, it was supposed to be Christ not Christ and um, Twitter wouldn't let me have uh, the full name that Mr Christopher uh, I didn't read it back until I confirmed it it's all a bit of a religious mess but hey Uh, visit my website you can email me the website is thatmrchristopher.com and the email is podcast at thatmrchristopher.com I love your feedback but you can also apply to be on the show Uh, anyone can be on Uh, I I get lots of different people emailing me um, different briefs about what they'd like to talk about maybe a story that they'd like to share sometimes it's powerful sometimes it's just they want to have a chat about what they do for work if it's interesting or something that they've done so yeah you you can do that as well um i look forward to emails from you uh and we can we can get you on a podcast and have a chat um 
I've got my own theme music, so without further rambling on, Rob, cue the music. It's David Woodcock. Uh, it's really good. I'm really happy with it. So here you go. I'm introducing you to normal people, different lives. Husbands, brothers, sisters, wives might have a laugh, might have a cry. So if you've got the time, just sit back and relax. We're gonna have a little chat and you don't have to answer back. So we're back. It wasn't twenty-minute break. It wasn't a five-minute break. It was three or four days, because um, it was a lovely. It was Sunday, wasn't it? It was. What a day are we day, today? Yeah. Thursday. Oh, so yeah, it's a good four, four, five days, and obviously it was nice, nice sunny day in the middle of the day, and he was yeah. like, oh, "Let's just do it another day." So, but thanks for coming back. I really do appreciate that. Um, and as you know, we just discussed, uh, or as as we said on the last one, it feels weird because it's. <laughs> it's, it's not just happened but so I've got I'm to try and remember it like it just happened um, we're going to talk about you travelling to the States and then working in the in the legal marijuana industry but as, as I've just said to you um, we, we I, I want to go through something that we discussed or touched uh-huh. on um, uh, earlier and obviously that was uh the, the, the rape at 15 you know we were talking about karma we moved on mm. so I don't want to skirt around it because it's quite a big thing it's quite yeah. a big issue someone listening might be like Absolutely. I want to listen to a little bit more about that because they might go through the same sort of thing so oh, absolutely. how did it happen when how why oh. what? I mean I say why why yeah. something like that ever happened but it's uh, well I was 15 it was uh, what's termed as a date rape um, they do say most sexual assaults do happen by people that you know. Very rarely is it um, by a stranger. Although I have got a very close friend who was raped by um, an unknown stranger. That made national news, bless her. That was wow. the souvenir rapist. Um, the M25 rapist, I think they deemed him as because they were geographically pinpointing him. But no, I suppose it was, I was getting to an age where, you know, you're changing, you're hanging out a bit more, you're not doing the sports at school, you start dabbling around with cigarettes and hanging around down the seafront. And, um, We've all been there. <laughs> absolutely, you know, and you're not doing no harm, you're just doing what young people do. Um, and yeah, I agreed to um, go and watch a video and to have a drink with someone um, and yeah you know that isn't really what happened and it did end up with you know me saying no and sex penetration still happening um, I was actually on my period as well so I had a tampon in um, and obviously you know I was my head was scrambled after this incident and um, for some unknown reason I did keep my underwear and the tampon um, I it was a bit of a blur the month or so after the incident I was arguing terribly with my mum you know I was at school I had my mock GCSEs people were noticing this change in character um, and I had a really good teacher at school and um, we ended up having a one to one and you know, I, I told her what had happened. 
and it was actually two days two days before my 16th birthday and because of my age the school had to tell my parents yeah they've got Um, that duty of care absolutely at that age um, if I would have been 16, it would have been a different story. I didn't know. It would have been down time. to you. Absolutely, yeah. Which, um, but yeah. So I, you know, what, what what would you have done if you were 16? Would you have buried it, or would you have said? I think it probably would have ended up coming out. I think because I did have a close relationship with my family. Right. Um, but, you know, it's a very difficult thing. And to this day, you know, we don't talk about it. But, I mean, how would you talk about it, you know? No, no. It's, um, it's like, I suppose it's a bit like a death. You don't really know how to skirt around that sometimes. You know, you feel a bit awkward. Um, but, so I said, oh, you know, I've got a family meal for my 16th birthday. Can I tell them after? So I wrote my mum a letter. Who, and, who was um, you telling that to? The, the... My teacher. Right. And she agreed, you know, to wait until after my 16th birthday and I would then tell my family. Um, so, which was really that, nice. That's, that's like quite... Um... Bending the, the, the rules a little no, bit. No, not what, not for, for, but you, you, you're thinking quite methodically mm. which is which is it's after surreal. a big thing like that well I don't know like you say your head was scrambled but then that's quite a methodical okay alright you've got this duty okay you, you, you've got to mm. report this because of my age but can we you know you're, you're still thinking ahead to then yeah I suppose you consider other options but you're not thinking straight you know and yeah, I just didn't want to be sitting around a restaurant table with everyone. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, I'd stopped wearing makeup, you know, my appearance, all the effort had gone into that before. I suppose I was depressed, you know, and obviously you're struggling with guilt and shame. It was, because, um, yeah, it was awful. And the, the guy actually did end up messaging, texting me saying, just sorry about a day or two so after. So he's someone that you knew enough to have his number, he had yours? Yeah, well, we'd arranged Was it a friend to, or someone that you just... A friend of a friend. Right. And um, to be honest, I didn't even fancy him. Like, my, my friend was like, oh, he's really fit, he's really fit, yeah. And I, I just went along with it, I suppose. I How was old flattered. Was he? He's in his early 30s. No. 33, 34. Um... And he was aware of Old my age. Old enough to age. know fucking better. He knew I was 15. We had that conversation. Yeah. I did hear, um, once it had come out, because it did go to court, um, that he there was other allegations that young girls had made, but it had never gone to the police. Yeah. So, you know, obviously he is that way inclined. I think that's, that's, it is important to talk about it and to, to report it because... Mm. I think that's generally that it never really is a one-off. Even if you're yeah. his first victim, if you like, yeah. he if he gets away with it, he's going to sort of, oh, that's acceptable. Absolutely. Oh, I can do that. There, there, there's know, nothing to say I can't do that then, other than a law that hasn't caught up with me. Yeah, and it can be hard to prove, which is why I believe there's a lot of reluctance for women and men to be going and reporting any kind of sexual harassment or assault. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, you know, I had forensic evidence that I'd 
kept I was like you say methodical I was thinking which is really strange I just put it in a makeup bag and put it on top of my wardrobe and forgot what, about it so so what w- do you know what was going through your head in in terms of keeping that did you did you no. think that's evidence to something that I am going to talk about or was it in hindsight I must have done I, there was obviously a part of me that was thinking logically at the same time as I didn't want to have to go through you know a harrowing experience of dealing with my family the police it was in the bloody evening echo completely misreported I was absolutely distraught when I see that and um, yeah I don't I, I can't answer that I guess I was, but you know, I went home. I had to shower. I'd done all of these typical things that they say don't do, and that women I do do to be clean yeah, and get, that's you know, understandable. Really, mm, I don't. Absolutely, I um, yeah, maybe, maybe I did um, because you want to I wash do yourself for that violation and yeah, and um, because it's important to people. So I don't want to be a grass, you know. And I think there's certain things maybe we don't want to be associated with but other things absolutely need reporting you know any form absolutely. of abuse any, any abuse violation or, yeah. of vulnerable people it's um but did you hear going off topic slightly about would you grasp people up and pass on license plates if they're littering out of their cars because i've been behind cars that have been throwing rubbish out and i've been going bibbing on my car going mental because <laughs> i find that such an insult and i would for the record grass up anyone i see throwing rubbish out of their car taking your license plate i'm giving it to the hotline yeah I'm not ashamed i didn't know there was a hotline there will be yeah. yeah but yeah so you know i had a really positive experience with the police force right. with dealing with my case um the letter I wrote my mum was used. So how, how did that unfold? How 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 long after your your sixteenth birthday, your 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 family meal? Well, the day after. How did yeah, you broach that? That was the deal. I left a letter for my mum, went to school, and I remember specifically I was sitting in food technology, and she texted me saying, "You know, got your letter. Really sorry. You know, when do you want to talk?" And I just the relief. The absolute relief, I was just in tears. It was just such a burden that had been lifted, you know. Because you'd, you'd sort of kept it. Yeah. Apart from telling your teacher, I, you'd kept it there was, to yourself um, for what, a month, did you say? Yeah, I mean, there was a couple of people, I say a couple of people, The after immediately after it happened, um, I got a taxi to a friend's house um, obviously, you know, could tell I was sort of in shock and I, I had told them that, you know, what had happened and um, we went for a drive, we went down the seafront and sat in the car and sort of spoke and he didn't know what to do, he was a guy, he was just a friend, you know. And um, so there were, he did know and then the person who introduced us, I did, I did tell her. Mm. Um, but you know these are friends they're not people who know my family or you know we're all young as well you know how do you take that responsibility on do you even take it seriously you know it's um, but yeah so he was taken in for questioning what do you mean take it seriously because it's clearly a serious thing and obviously as a teenager you you think differently well the calibre of young men I've heard older (laughs) older women that have been in that same sort of situation 
try and brush it off and 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 dumb mm. it down rather than face the reality of it is, is that fair yeah, comment without a doubt i think we've all particularly women have experienced stuff that we shouldn't have to and we don't you know because it kind of is the norm yeah which um you know totally isn't right and it's just about educating and you know bringing up confidence and self-esteem and making sure that we're you know our young girls are able to advocate ourselves and that the young boys are being taught how to be gentlemen yeah you know healthy relationships why is this not taught in school alongside I just think it's, it's basic yeah. respect isn't it for understanding intimacy <sighs> you know it's like it's not easy to get to that level with someone that you fancy be saying oh yeah you know do you want to we don't even talk about using protection half the time oh no it's a bit awkward oh no a bit embarrassing don't want to ruin the moment mm. what the fuck like you're having sex you couldn't get any more deeper with someone and yet you can't have a con- like conversation about putting a condom on yeah bit of a weird world we live in isn't it it is it's crazy getting all the basics yeah not right so so you told your teacher sort of and obviously a couple of friends which I understand hmm Obviously, that adult figure wasn't going to be someone in your family. Didn't, but, yeah. but was it a, a particular teacher? Someone very trusted? Was it? A- yeah, I loved her. She was such a great teacher. She was young as well. She's really pretty and was trendy. it an intentional? I'm going to go and tell that person, or was it? A- mm, no, because like you, you said it was. She pulled like me aside. Burden. She pulled me aside and sort of said, "You know what has gone on? Your whole attitude." And other teachers are noticing it around the school. Usually, you're this lively, bubbly, chatty, loud mouth girl, and you're just totally no. withdrawn. And like, Who <laughs> no. And yeah, and she actually thought I was going to say that I was pregnant, and right. I was like, "Bloody hell! If only it was as simple as that, eh?" Mm. You know. You know, it's quite... Which is its own thing, whether you're going to have a child or you're going to opt for a termination. But, you know, that sexual assault, it took me about 13 years probably till I was 28 to finally shift that last bit of sort of anger, anger and resentment, but the impact it had on me as a woman sexually. And I... You know, I had counselling. I went to counselling with Women's Aid. Absolutely was fabulous. That, this was after. How much after? Are we talking nearer that um, 28 mark? or, or No, no, when I was 15. 15, just turned 16. Right. Yeah, uh, 16. Through, through who, sorry? Uh, women's Aid. So they provide counselling services, uh, rape and crisis help. Um, they do a lot of help with domestic abuse. Um, yeah, they've got a centre in Westcliff. I went there. It was, um, yeah, I used to go weekly. Had um, REM treatment, which is rapid eye movement treatment. And that's um, when we're sleeping in the yeah, REM yeah, mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's how we process trauma um, out of our nervous system. So it's almost like a hypnotic state that you're in. And it's just about I'm focusing I've heard on, of REM, but not yeah. in terms of... Applied as a treatment, yeah. Mm, Yeah, I found that beneficial. I feel like you go through different stages of of your healing and understanding and acceptance. Okay. Um, Obviously, I didn't weren't interested in sex for a number of years. Um, Didn't enjoy it. Um, 
But yeah, and then you know the body dysmorphia, quite possibly. Sure, yeah, which we we spoke about in, in, yeah. in our first meeting, and you know that that's that's a. I I don't know whether it is, is if that's a growing issue, mm. that in in terms of mm-hmm. the amount of people, or whether it's a case of no, they were always there. It's just becoming a bit easier for people to talk about it. Yeah, I don't know whether it's just it's just being reported more, or or actually no, there there are more people that that kind of that suffer with that. We don't know. encourage and self harm and stuff we? like that. You know, like if I I, I look mm. on social media and any any kind of young people um, YouTube video, it, it seems that everyone's got some kind of issue nowadays. Yeah, and even, I don't yeah. recall being a teenager. I don't and knowing people no. that had that. But Self-harm, obviously, clearly, we were teenagers and, and like 15, 16 at the same sort of time. And and there was clearly things going on and, and happening. Mm. But then you had initially that reluctance and possibly it might not have, have, have kind of uh, been uncovered or labelled as, as openly, yeah. If, if, if you hadn't gone to that teacher and, and they'd had that duty of care to report it, it, it might have gone another way and you kind of just yeah. buried it. In which case, it's sort of. No. I think that's a good thing about the times now that maybe it's easier to report things. There's there's yeah. more charities there, like you know, mm. Women's Aid are there, uh, but there's loads of loads of people that are there to to talk about any number of issues. Yeah, it's only been very recently they sorted out the charities for the uh, for the men folk of our society, mm. though. You know, that's only been in what the last five years, I think, that they've started up counselling services, and that was a spin off. From all of the paedophilia, from the 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 rings that have been I, I associated think, yeah. with uh, Parliament, I, I think they're they're easier to contact now. I mean, mm. because of you know back back when we were teenagers, there was no oh, freaking yeah. out. I didn't even have an email address. There was no email or, yeah. or you know uh, text messaging services that you could you know. Yeah, Samaritans all you know, use that you know, now. There, there, there's so yeah. many you know social media you can. You can reach out a lot easier reach as out much easier. as you're so more vulnerable to abuse, helped. though, eh? The grooming, the online grooming, it was <laughs> still going on. I mean, how did they function without Internet's the Internet's a double-edged sword, isn't it? It's crazy. Um, so, no, I do encourage anyone, you know, whatever gender you may identify with, to to report any form of harassment or sexual abuse. And Absolutely. Certainly, you know, date rape, there are people, you know they do get convicted there is help there so, so, um, so what was the method of date rape were you talking because drugs, I knew the date, person uh, as in terms of not date rape date rape I mean that, that's, you mean with the GBR with, with like roofies rohypnol yeah. you know that kind of no and I wasn't yeah I went round for a drink but I didn't even drink the drinks I said oh I only because I don't like the taste of alcohol like, so you were you were sober yeah absolutely and you weren't then drugs but it's still no. considered date rape yeah because okay. You know the person, so it's not oh, a stranger. Right. Okay. The perpetrator is known to the victim. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I generally thought date rape was the the Use action of, of right. intoxicating someone without them knowing and yeah and yeah. violating them and and abuse and, and stuff like that. I, I I had no idea it was a mm. almost like a legal term that says no. It's because you knew the person. It wasn't you were walking yeah. through the woods and um, attacked by a random. It was. Mm. Yeah. So um, it was pure force then, it wasn't... Yeah, no, there was, like... There was no... 
We did a kiss, but, you know, I did not want to pursue. And I didn't feel comfortable. When I look back and when I went against my gut instinct um, when I was in the car, I just... um, You can never explain how these things unravel at the end of the day. And even if you, you know, you haven't said no, you know, it doesn't mean that you're in any way to blame. You know, mm. so it's okay. So there is reassurance for anyone who is too much in shock or fear to be able to speak and say no. You know, there's other ways to express that. But yeah, no, you know, I did say no, and it it wasn't like it was a frenzied. It was just really surreal, and um, you know, I just think I went into shock. Is what happened. I switched off. Yeah, and. Um, I mean, even if you'd have said yes, that's still yeah, statutory exactly. rape, isn't it? Is, is that how... statutory rape is under sixteen? So he were. was, yeah, for... yeah, he was. Regardless, it was he did get doing something that he rape, knew he yeah. shouldn't have been doing, and he had to go on the sex offenders register because of my age, which right. was a positive. I don't know what you know impact how long that lasted for. Um, but, you know, that was a victory as such. He actually ended up going guilty. Um, so he was praised for saving me the ordeal of going into court. But afterwards I said, I oh, would Who by? Who praised? Uh, the judge. The judge, you know. It was... Because he made that he didn't know how old I was. You know, I returned back to the seafront after I went out. I was able to socialise and be normal and, you know... It was all stuff that anyone trying to get themselves out of, you know, a charge like that, they're going to lie and say whatever they can. And because I I deleted all of my messages from him, because obviously I didn't want anything, any remembrance. And I didn't even have the the story that he sent me, you know. The digital equivalent of taking a shower, you want to kind of clean yourself of that event. Why do I want to scroll through and see, you know... Yeah, fuck that it's, guy. Um, totally fuck that cunt. <laughs> yeah. But I don't, I can't, anger and resentment, they're very unserving emotions. Yeah. So, you know, and they say, you know. I'm just starting to learn that because I've always yeah. had massive anger problems. Mm. And, um, we all do, yeah. N- not really physically. The only the only physical demonstration of, of anger has been, I've, I've punched a couple of doors and <laughs> plasterboard walls and stuff right, like that. Yeah. and. But um, it, it's, it's more an intern in bubbling over and snapping at people and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And I sort of do that a lot less now. Maybe because I'm getting older, but I'm starting Maybe, to realise that yeah. they are exactly the right word is they're unserving emotions. It don't do fucking no good. <laughs> Just suffer yourself. No yeah. one else is suffering. Well, yeah. maybe if you've lashed but out. But it was, it's understandable that you would have those emotions mm. after that. And you said you carried a lot of that and, and didn't lose it yeah. fully until... 28 which you're how old now 33 33 come on man I'm 30 I'm in the dirty 30s now I thought you were a year older than me you're a year younger than me smooth operator you I seriously (laughs) thought you were a year older than me gosh okay yeah so and it's interesting (laughs) why didn't I And 28, it was only when I was driving up for 28. I was going to say, hang on, Mercury so Mercury retrograde is really important time. It happens on your 28th and it was really pivotal that this final purge of this happened when I was 28. Come but again, you don't believe Mercury in all retrograde? of this astrology and crystal I've, I've, crap, I've, eh? <laughs> I, I know 
Mercury retrograde. It rings a bell like from it a block party often. song. Oh, okay. Well, on your 28, <laughs> your planets, the planets, okay. align to the position that they were when you were born. Oh, right. So, you know, you're So that can be yourself. proven, right? Yeah. In terms of... Astrology that, is the... amazing. Not talking about your star signs, the little sure. bit that you get in the... If you look at the broader, they mysticmama.com is so amazing and it gives monthly forecasts please do all all of the things that we discuss I'll put a link up you know because things like the Mm. the woman's aid and the other charities that I might come across oh yeah the dog ones that'll help the charities for the for the dogs for the rape for the you know all all of that we'll put on because I think that's really you know if this podcast can serve as as entertainment brilliant but if it serves as something important and, and can help someone then then great and it's good that uh, like we were saying in this age of, of digital media that there's yeah. it's easier to access some of that definitely if I can save someone Google searching something then it's, it's there and, and, <laughs> for sure and great. so yeah, and, and it kind of elevates this it's to something more than just entertainment it's, yeah. it holds a value and a purpose for someone so definitely. thanks for, for sharing it and no thank you for allowing the space to discuss it <clears throat> No, no, thank you. <laughs> a few people have, have kind of thanked me for saying, "Oh, yeah, thanks for for having us." And it's like, no, seriously, thank you because it's it's not about me. You're I'm, providing I'm, the platform. I might do and yeah. ask me anything because I'm sure once a few of these go out, people will be like, mm. "I've I've dropped in things like I was a chef," so people might be curious yeah. to ask a, a few bits and pieces. So I might do it. Okay, if you if you do have questions, but it is it isn't about me. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game, and it's good for you. It is about... Me, myself it, and I. It's about the people that I speak to because uh, I've had some wicked conversations and you don't know something. I mean, we 
made yours a, a two-parter just because I've had real good fun <laughs> talking to you but I've learned quite a lot and seen different perspectives my on age yeah I, I can't believe I'm so sorry <laughs> gosh <laughs> moving on absolutely <laughs> so, so. We'll, uh, we'll talk about the, uh, the the marijuana industry so I, I only know that you you worked in it I don't know mm-hmm. doing what in what capacity I think I only learned it because I saw an image of you laying on a huge great big pile of ganja oh god I've got a bit of backlash for that because I understand which was hilarious I saw it but I don't know where you was I don't know what what role you played I don't know whether you was out there picking it whether you was planting it whether you was a a tester I don't know (laughs) I suppose a bit of all give give us a whirl on that and then I can form some questions based on what you tell me because I haven't got any questions on it (laughs) well I would like to say first most that not everyone is happy for people to discuss this because as much as it is illegal (laughs) yeah fuck you you know who you are (laughs) no come on but I understand why some people are protective of it yeah but I don't think it it uh, stops us from discussing it as a as a as an educational thing you know there's different laws coming in and out of play which was my you know I'm, I'm angry that we've been deprived cannabis as a medicine when we're clearly seeing how much good it can do not just for terminal illnesses you know cancer is what it's mostly known for Mm -hmm. but you know parkinson's and epilepsy it's amazing Um, but no my my role in the cannabis industry was um harvesting and trimming there was definitely some testing also um (laughs) gotta know your product eh? (laughs) do do they do they do they grow specific strains or uh, uh, what in terms of the the plant as a product Mm -hmm. itself yeah is there what's the sort of controls and stuff like that on there because i i I think we should legalize all drugs and this is something that's kind of been Mm -hmm. a bit of a recent revelation um i've over my years like many people have have dabbled in in most substances Mm -hmm. um some I wouldn't say I'm proud of, but I'm not ashamed of. And then yes. there's some that I'm probably are a little bit like, yeah, I'm not really proud of that one. <laughs> but um, I think it's important to maybe legalise all of them yes. to put in that control measure. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would, if say heroin was legalised, I don't think I would then say... I'm going to go out and I shoot don't, Yeah, I don't think yeah. most reasonable people <laughs> of sound minds that aren't in a Absolutely. depressive state would walk down there and go oh well that's legal now I think I'm going to go yeah, and uh, go and have a little try of that it's not a new Red Bull flavour <laughs> it's not something that you can casually try it's something that you would have to make a very conscious decision and Absolutely. I think the uh, the situation of vulnerable people whatever puts them in that state of vulnerability mm. can often lead to them meeting the wrong people yeah. and, then, and then meet dealers or meet people that just say there you go take that and they don't really know what they're doing and I think then that you know, yeah. if, if you legalise it, you you can go a long way to eliminate that. Definitely, and offer more services to help. Not Absolutely. Not be brands, you know, this is a gateway drug. If you do this, you're going to do this one. Like I say, sound-minded people, most time, you know what you're getting involved in when you start going down class A's such as heroin and crack cocaine. Mm. You know, you Which know. I think are all really, really bad drugs. I can't really see. Drugs are bad. Okay. Mm, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really. Um, I'll put a link into South Park for that. Talk to Frank. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't think. Um, 
I don't. Oh, I missed my point now. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I don't think drugs like heroin and crack serve any real medicinal purpose. I know. Not that they've I know heroin. It's derivatives. Opiates. opiates. I know thing. they've they've got um, basis for for but heroin in in its street form. I don't yeah. think we're ever going to start saying, oh, okay, any let's investigate. Any, really? yeah, pretty any much. powder? Yeah, press pressed or or not? It's gone through a process. I <laughs> yeah. don't know if you want to eat some mushrooms or smoke a plant. I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't okay. see that they're going to be. You know, we're going to ever have the discussion to say, oh, they've got great medicinal benefits and let's start using them because I think the derivatives and the, the safer forms of, of the opiates and yeah. methadone and, and stuff like that um, I, I just learned a friend was on methadone um, sadly we, we was at a funeral the other day oh, but methadone that, yeah. was one of the, the things that she was prescribed um, yes. so I know, I know the derivatives and the, the cousins of right. drugs like heroin have got medicinal uses Um but I just I think regardless of whether they can help someone they should be legalised for that control yeah. and also for the, the not just the control in how they're used but what what is then sold because you mm. wouldn't sell over the counter something that's been cut with rat poison <laughs> teething powder talcum powder or, or oh, you know, any, anything else that it gets cut with these days so mm. it's sort of you would then at least be ingesting or taking the something, some, something that's that's For you know exactly reason. what it is so that's the sort of question is with with weed it's you know you that i know that there's strains that have different levels of the different chemicals yeah. that okay so this one's got a higher level of this which is maybe more a safer higher with the less kind of psychosis yeah, stuff in absolutely, it absolutely you know, i don't know loads impact. about it i don't i'm not gonna if, if anyone wants to learn more about oh, the scientific some, yeah. bits of it <laughs> the chem docs out there I, well i direct them to uh you're not massively into podcasts which you're gonna get into once I this will, goes out yeah but um <laughs> the, there's uh dr Susie gage um okay. she's uh, i think she's from bristol i think now i'm not living in bristol but she was um she, she researches and studies scientifically drugs Brilliant. and the effects and um, she's got a podcast out called Say Why to Drugs Excellent. which is freaking awesome which is much better it's not um, it, it, it's, it's not moving with the time it just dispels so. the myths and yeah. it says this is the truth and these are the pros and these are the cons as scientific lays out in fact marvellous then you can make informed choices and, and safe choices if you wanted to try yeah. something or if you're already on something and you want to get off then you can you've got a better idea and an understanding of of what it is Excellent. sort of like a an audio haze manual or haynes manual like you know the ah, yeah. this 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 is what it is this is what is made out of this is what it's got in it so if anyone wants to learn more on it For i'd go sure. to that rather than listen to what i'm saying because i don't <laughs> know but i do know that there are different strains that offer different yes. things so how, how is that something that yeah, it was more for supply and demand because it's interesting, for example, like the purple hazes. So the plants are more of a darker uh, purple colour. They're not actually sh as strong in the THC, but because of the colour and the novelty, more people like them, particularly the English because they do ship to the UK. Um, they... So if they're selling to dispensaries, then there's right. certain tests that they do. But otherwise, it's more about the smell. There's always popular ones. You know, you've got your Girl Scout cookie. 
um, your OG Cushies. Like there's there's hundreds. The Afghan is really popular. Um, it just it's kind of like you know a kid in a sweetie shop mm. because the marketing is so geared up it's all around cannabis you know everything is brandished with weed and you know you buy magazines and you buy seeds and there's just hundreds of different strains so there are more popular ones that people like to smoke um, but as far as going you know deeper into it so how it's affecting people's mental health are there any strains that they're not allowed to plant because of the natural contents or, or whatever in a plant do you not know? that i know of not okay. that i know of because i know that in in part of the clinical trials and the research that happens in the uk they do look at the okay what has it naturally got in it you yeah because they have got higher levels or lower levels of thc and yeah. all the other compounds and bits and pieces that are in uh cannabis naturally you know different strains and obviously one of the concerns is the you know hash versus skunk or you know the oh, you know, yeah. stuff you know so there's 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 certainly different there are different levels which levels that can have different pain effects. relief yeah. you know, like the psychotic episodes people can have yeah. you know because there's some people who should just not smoke any form of marijuana and i believe they're getting to the stage now where they can do swabs and tests and tell you whether you're more susceptible if you are prone to any mental health issues anyway depression low moods paranoia you shouldn't be smoking it that's your responsibility but then that's something the same as 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 alcohol yeah I, I, i've known of people that have had almost allergic complete terrible reactions to wow. a drink yeah you know, a drink and then have gone into it's ruined them for the rest of their life mm. um i can't remember who it is i'm gonna have to ask um i think it's my sister or my mum or someone but yeah, it was um, someone, someone local, someone I might have gone to school with that was, right. um, yeah, it fucked them up for a long, long time. Like LSD acid, you know, you can be people smashing can, that people out, can but take, take one. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like with the pills. Yeah. Leah Betts was the really popular one. My, my, yeah, but she know. died of water poisoning. Water poisoning. She had brain swelling and that was a so, reaction from the, what is it, is it PH? It, it, no, or something it, it, in the she, uh, her death certificate is, 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 is literally water poisoning from drinking so too you, much water ev- everyone says you need to drink water because <laughs> when when you do ecstasy yeah. um, you, you get really dehydrated I believe um, and don't quote me go on to um, Dr Susie Gage's Say Why to Drugs podcast because she does talk about it there I can't remember maybe yeah. I need to listen to it again and, and have a refresher but I believe there's there's it doesn't dehydrate you it's um, cer- certainly if it does, it's probably about the same sort of levels as alcohol. Well, usually you're but you dancing, take it you're, you're sweating, dancing and you're sweating, and it you're getting naturally your body hot. That's but sure. that's not the drug. That is the, you know, if I took the same drug just sitting here, I would I would be nowhere near as dehydrated as the club. So it's sort of because yeah. that whole myth or the obviously the myth has some basis because yeah you're going to be dancing you're going to be sweating because it had some basis it was pushed out to all the clubbers if you're taking it drink loads of water yeah. and some people like Leah Bet, sadly took it a little bit too literally and would literally wow. drink buckets and buckets and buckets of water and actually that that can be really really dangerous and, totally, and she actually yeah. died from uh, ah. she put herself into a coma because not of the drug um, but because of the, the water that she consumed wow so cool yeah that's really detrimental isn't it and, and it's, it's stuff water. like that it's sort of that's the education that we need and For because sure, it's illegal we're not taught about illegal things 
We're not taught no. about the, the the pros and cons of things like drugs in school because Conform, we're just told don't the question. cons don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> and absolutely. And it's sort of those controls, that education, that's what's sort of, I think, legalising things would come about. And it, the controls would be enormous. Yeah, I don't want mm. my son to, to have early access to things like that. I don't want it to be in his face but it's sort of yeah. I think there's a, I think it's in the Czech Republic there's a place where you can go and do heroin um, and it's not legalised at all but right. it's tolerated in this um, centre which says you know safe environment it's a safe environment yeah. there's clean needles th- there's access to um, anti-overdose medicine which I think is like a big injection in the heart to, to wake yourself up before you go into a coma and, and death Wow! and it just means that if you're going to do it it's a little bit safer, but it also means that, you know, the neighbours aren't seeing people doing it on the streets, Absolutely, the alleyways down yeah. the sides of the houses. And I just think, all right, heroin's not a great drug. That's my personal view on it. Yeah. But if people are going to do it, they're going to do it. So yeah. if we put in controls and stuff like that in place, and I think it surprised me. I, I've kind of had a look up as to just how many states have legalised it now. Uh, yeah. Leg- legalised weed, back on weed, not heroin. Um, <laughs> but um, it, it's sort of... It's phenomenal, yeah. The, the, the benefits, obviously, not just in the drug itself, like we've, we've talked about the, the medicinal the, reasons, but also... The big the income for the country. Huge, huge. Do you know it's... what the figures are for, for if we did it in the UK? Do you know what the, oh, the marijuana it, it trade in Britain... Given the fact that it's illegal. Saving our NHS. 6.8 billion pounds a year. Imagine what that could be used for. Well, the tax on that would be 750 million to 1 billion. Oh, they'll get out of that. They always do, don't they, when it suits? But if if it was taxed like (laughs) cigarettes, then it it would produce 750 million to a billion um, in revenue if it was taxed. And it would also then save 50 million a year um, on, on... offenders because there's there's nearly wow. 1400 people in prison for weed related offenses it's which is ridiculous because it, it I, i'm not someone that will say oh it grows in the ground it's perfectly safe and that, that's the basis why we should legalize it i think if that's your your first or only point of argument you're mm. a knobhead because yeah arsenic grows <laughs> yeah deadly nightshade grows I, yes. I, i'm not saying that we should all start ingesting that it's sort of no, it's it's a uh, it's it's something that yes, it's natural. Yeah. But that's not why it should be legalized. It should be legalized to stop its abuse, and it should be legalized versus to alcohol make it safer. or cigarettes. Exactly. Come exactly. on. Exactly. I, I've been a bit well, when I drink. I'm sort of like they say you you know there's different types of drunks. Mm. I'm 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 not any one. Depends on the, <laughs> depends on the mood I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Whether I get a bit argumentative and rowdy or whether I get <laughs> silly and happy or get that bit angry head but on but any time I've ever smoked weed and I don't now I can't uh, I can't I can't be dealing with it now I think the last time I did was, uh, <laughs> I was in Amsterdam <laughs> 18 months ago and that was the first time in a long time you Pro- need to be pro- hitting the dabs up dude. seven years no, I've done <laughs> but um, <laughs> um yeah, I didn't like it. Didn't I, I was like, no, oh god, I don't. I, mean, I, don't, I can I, take I, it yeah, or leave it. Really, I, I'm, I'm not. But I remember back in the day, you know, 50, Gosh, you 15 to things. sort of twenty two. I smoked loads of weed. 
Yeah, he's and a I was always eh? always just happy or just mm. sitting there like a like a vegetable. <laughs> yeah, or if it was smoked in small amounts, you know, going out to a park or, or listening to some music or something like that with friends, and it was just a nice mellow chill out and sort of comparing like it to cleaning. alcohol. I, like I think it's it, sort man. of yeah. <laughs> Definitely, come on. You like on. cleaning, smoking weed. Yeah, I get a nice bit of energy. Like It's a social aspect, you know. People prefer to do this than necessarily go out and have a drink, which leads to five drinks and maybe a row at the end of the night. You know, it's all yes. Yeah, yeah uh, I never felt like doing anything other than eating, playing computer games <laughs> and just chilling out with friends. I think that was that was about it when I was when I was smoking weed. Um, I'm sure security staff I didn't staff want to do any cleaning. Would, prefer to be dealing with stoners than alkies. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know. I think if, if you go out into the cafes and stuff in Amsterdam. Yeah, I bet the crime rate's really I, low with I, I don't violence. see any, any bouncers kicking someone out saying, I think you've smoked too much, young mm-hmm. man. <laughs> because you're getting a bit aggy or, or anything like that. So go on then, we, we've kind of gone off topic and gone into the legal thing. I actually want to know about the experience of working at this uh, this farm. Yeah. Harvesting and... It was beautiful seeing these lovely harvesting plants. Marijuana. So I don't... We had... There was 20-odd strains at the uh, the first farm I was at. Where was it? Um, it's in Humboldt County, um, which is the biggest... Um, one of the biggest counties in North California. Um, you know, there's weed farms everywhere. Sometimes you can see them from the roads. Um, I believe the legalities around having it is if it's uh, anything over 99 plants, um, you know, you may get raided, but they don't don't tend to. Mm-hmm. Um, most people are registered in some sort of way. Um, and a lot of people are now looking at going more legal because of the changes that are happening. Um, the farms that I was at were illegal so I was obviously oh gosh yeah. they were illegal they were illegal oh yeah. right okay it's a semi-legal trade depending where you are yeah but you know depending what uh, how you're entering the uh, country <laughs> I feel paranoid and self-conscious I now who cares? I, don't, I don't think the Americans are going to listen to this. <laughs> and if they do, I don't think they're going to come all the way over to, to Southend and get you. Gosh, revoke me. <laughs> um, stop me at customs. No, it was... Um, yeah, to see these plants is just amazing because, you know, we are taught that cannabis is bad. No, this is wrong. You're not even allowed to grow a plant in your garden. Yeah. So to see sort of, you know, sort of 30, 40 odds of these ginormous plants growing all naturel in the beautiful mountains mm. it was just really overwhelming i also see the milky way for the first time when i was there and had a bear outside my tent you know just it was a beautiful experience and you, know, cool. you get to and i love gardening anyway so i'm just imagining a stoned bear walking around oh, God, in your tent. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i heard him breathe outside my tent and my heart stopped i was like that could be the dogs. It's like, you know, that's that not the dogs, shit, man. man. I, would, I would literally... Wonderful. But yeah, it was, um, you know, you come to the end of harvest, so the plants have been growing um, about three months, I believe. And um, 
Is it longer than that? Anyway, I weren't there for the growing. But um, it was, uh, I mean, what, because you can these poor guys are up on the mountain for all these months, you know, they've got to grow, they've got to harvest, because it's an in-depth job, there is an art to it, definitely, with, with any kind of gardening, it's uh, yeah, just uh, a plant. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? if, if, if you want award-winning roses, you've got to put in mm. some effort, and if you want a product that you can sell for a good price, you've got to put in the effort, and weed wouldn't be any different. Exactly. The so how did, how did you get the job? How, how was it that you came to be in the mountains um, and obviously you're in California oh beautiful California and you're not in LA and doing or, or, or San oh, Francisco and zone. doing the, the normal <laughs> yeah. I'm going to California sort of thing you're yeah. up in the mountains I was travelling for a while with a girl from California I'd met um, a couple of girls from America who were trimmers in the industry Um I I knew a girl who also had been doing it and um, it's better to have a contact. So, because um, some people do just turn up, um, you know, just sit on the side of the streets and it's pretty, you known as a trimmigant if you're over there. Right, okay. That is a real terminology. It's very tongue-in-cheek. It's brilliant, yeah, yeah, though. Yeah, I like it. Absolutely. Trimmigant. You know, <laughs> there's a few songs out there about trimmigants. Um, yeah, anyone who comes in, you know, a lot of Europeans um, tend to come over. There are people from other areas in America, but what was stated was that... So you've got Americans kind of giving it the old, you trimmigants coming yeah. over here, stealing our weed harvesting jobs. Well, some people don't even know about it, but also they, you know, a lot of the guys who are employing you prefer people who have come outside of the country because you have to go through such checks to right. come into America. So, you know, you're not an unknown felon. From, yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, they, and you tend to be there. Yeah, that, I'd never thought about that, actually. Absolutely. So, Just because you're an American then doesn't mean you're a nice, safe person. But actually, if if you've come through those mm. airports and tight security You've got checks, no criminal records. Yeah. You're allowed to be there. It's, oh. um, you know, you're not on the wanted list for anything. And because you're that's there. That's interesting. <laughs> actually, it's a really that, wonderful That's a really, really interesting way of looking at. at How well, you employ staff. I, I'm, I'm breaking the law by... <laughs> employing people that that haven't got the 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 right or legal status to work here and that's not your fault that's obviously their fault as an employer Hmm. but they're 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 kind of going well at least at least i know that they haven't got a criminal record for theft nicking from another farm or something yeah that that was something that i was going to ask you actually was um obviously it's all great and I, i like to try and be as unbiased as things even if I sort of agree with them and try and play devil's advocate and stuff like that with with the legalisation doesn't that bring in kind of security issues that well okay so they're growing really great strains of weed there's controls there's drugs that are in place or drug controls in place to make Mm. sure that things are safe and, and done in the right way essentially will people then look at that and say I could just rip them off and the drug dealers that used to sell it illegally and now like well because it's now a legal trade I've sort of lost my job as a drug dealer but oh have I I could just end up getting a gun holding up this farm nicking nicking their stock and and selling a legal product Mm. for a cheaper price than what they'd be buying it in the the shops and the uh, over the counter well obviously you know or raiding the places that sell it and and nicking the money that they've made off selling it out there safe and and, you know I watched a a programme 
um, about that in the states. Right. Did you did you see that there was like high levels of security? I mean, is it um, we we don't have security guards or, or, or people armed to the teeth guarding corn? No, uh, or, or or wheat or you know the, the apple orchards and whatever of Kent aren't being heavily guarded <laughs> because there's not really a black market. Absolutely. There is obviously a trust issue and people are quite clandestine about it, understandably. Very sadly, there was um, a farmer who was actually killed and his stock was robbed. Um, Those stories are very few and far between. When you meet people, yes, you know, they do read how you are, but you've got to have trust because you're going to some unknown person's home, farm, Mm -hmm. You know, you're up in the mountains. It's not like England or Kent, not at all, because it's so vast. Yeah, yeah. It's um, so I think there's trust on both sides, but when you're moving this amount of weed and people are selling it, usually they've got contacts, um, which you know, because it's sold. California supplies pretty much all of America's marijuana. That's right. a lot of movement. Yeah. And, um, yeah, of course, the police do bust people when they're moving the weed. They know when harvest is on. There's, like, two main roads, so they know. So when you, say that they've got, when, when you say that they've got sort of contacts, what, what kinds of people are these contacts to make it so that, okay, my harvest is safe because my contacts have ensured that? Are we talking the people that I'm thinking we're talking? Um, I don't know. Who are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking if if I've got... If you an want incredibly some weed, you precious know where cargo. To go. If I've got an incredibly precious sought after cargo and I'm producing it in a legal way and I need to move it from me, the farmer, to someone as a distributor, retailer or whatever, but it's even though it's legal, there's still gonna be people that wanna hijack that in a very uh, you know, fast and furious sort of way. Yeah. S- snatch and grab my lorries up, then if I was in America I'd be like, Well, I'm pretty sure I can get access to some guys with some guns. <laughs> yeah. Which the reason for the question is if it gets legalized here, where are we getting are, are we growing it or are we getting it from America? And actually yeah, we this don't is a have big question. guns in this country the same way as that we do the climate totally in, in America. So how do we then say okay, so it's legal now. How do we police and and secure that trade? Mm. that's something that you know I think as much as we can say oh, I can bring in a billion quid in revenue it yeah. can save us spending money on, on I feel like that's more a pessimistic um, it's just like no, I said I devil's advocate I'm all up for legalising all drugs but with that I didn't hear of any cons. dispensaries being held up and they certainly don't have armed people you know they're they're, really? they're all over the place I'm not who knows maybe the shop owners are licensed to have guns and maybe they're maybe it's just like a bank mm. maybe they're panic buttons and they slam it down and who knows how they and if it gets held up it can be written off as acceptable loss and because it's legal it can be insured and the weed it, that you'll be I think using medicinal to... is an oil not a smokable illegal trade mm-hmm. because this is what we're talking about legalising it for medicine which you ingest it mm. rather than smoking it as a recreational drug yeah I don't know whether we will automatically take it down the classification and stop, you know, pulling up people for smoking a bit of plant. Can we do the same for cigarettes, please? The massive strain it has on the NHS and the health implications. Sure. You know. But no, I, I think it's an interesting question, though. Like, 
if, if I don't think we need to worry that much. No, I don't. I don't worry. Um, and yeah, but no, people okay, will if, if raise we... concerns about that. Obviously, the safety and the impact it will have on the community. Obviously, but I don't think the measures that are put in place will. I don't think there'll be a risk. But yeah. we do love a bit of health and safety, politically correct BS, don't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess so. I guess so. So, how long was you working there for? Actually, I didn't um, ask that. I was in America for about three months. And was you there pretty much the whole time? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Obviously, we, we spoke quite a lot there. about things like your Indian travel um, mm. and the reasonings behind going there. What was the reason to, to go to the States then? Was it to go to experience and, and work in that trade or was yeah. that something that was accidental? Or? Yeah, it sounded like a good way to earn some money and just see a really interesting way of life yeah. we're like how amazing to be able to travel to you know I, I was surprised and interested and when I saw it that, that that's what yeah. you've done and I was like oh cool actually you know yeah, of all amazing. the people I know that have gone to the States you're the only one that's gone out there and I'd love to cannabis um, plantation. be able to share you know cannabis oil with people needing it because there's a lot of people who will benefit from it mm. and you know both my parents um you know, my mum's got a brain tumour, my dad's in remission from cancer, they should be having cannabis oil to keep that at bay. And unfortunately, it's so illegal here. You know, I know someone who's been in prison for supplying cannabis oil. You know, he was cautioned several times, I think possibly three times, because he was like, I'm not stopping helping save people's lives and improve quality of life. And then he was put into prison. But the problem we have here, like we discussed, is the access to the amount of cannabis that you need to produce it, you know. So most of the weed goes into the illegal uh, black market here of, you know, street deals. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't go into into the healing side of it. So, um, yeah, I, I'm all for legalising cannabis. It's not a gateway drug in all situations. No, I is don't it? think it's a gateway uh, drug. Um, I think that's a a cop out and a scapegoat yeah. and an excuse not to legalise it. I, the war on drugs. I, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I, I, I never, I never progressed onto other drugs because I'd, I'd smoked weed um, mm. and yeah, it's I need to get um, into all of that. But um, yeah, I don't think it's a gateway drug really. No, um, come on, those things they I come think, up I think with. there are gateway drugs. I don't think that's a a, a phrase mm. that. Um, yeah, I suppose your recreational party drugs. Oh, I've tried pills. Yeah, I've tried a bit of Mandy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll sniff a bit of Ket. Oh, yeah, my, everyone's yeah. doing Coke these days. Oh, no, no, but I possibly couldn't do any MDMA or have any ketamine. Yeah. It's a ridiculous hierarchy of drugs we've got going. But it's a different... Um, it's, a, it's a different... The, the reasoning for, for smoking weed and the, the circles of people, mm. you know, they don't always... I, di- I didn't ever go to my kind of guy that sold me weed and then go you don't want some heroin yeah really. you want to try <laughs> really fucking good <laughs> and, and, and you're already doing weed from me so oh, no. No, that never happened that never happened so 
It's, um, and it was so interesting to see when you're walking around these towns and, you know, you, there are a lot of hippies out there, clear hippies, you yeah. know, and um, <laughs> there's a lot of money there as well because of this industry and everyone's got the trucks and the clothes and everyone's a glass blower, which is just amazing. Everyone likes the bongs and the pipes. And, um, you know, I, I see so many people, oh, you got a cigarette, mate, you got a cigarette, dude, and all this. And they're like, oh, no, sorry, but here you go, and like handing out weed. <laughs> just giving away smoke it was just a, oh my god I sort like, of like I said I, I, beautiful I, I had a, a couple of splits when I was in Amsterdam I can't remember when it was now 18 months ago maybe <laughs> um, and, and that was the first time in a while other than the odd puff or, or whatever yeah but yeah I haven't probably picked it up or bought it for for a while Um but it would be interesting to go out there and and see it in a mm, wow that's it grown totally different yeah through yeah here. just oh. in, uh, and because I, I'd be interested in the cultural change. Mm. You see someone having a spiff now, they sort of they're cupping it in their hands and hiding it away <laughs> if they're smoking it in public. You know, yeah, I'll go to the park and walk the dog, and you know, yeah. people are people are doing it, and you think there's sod all point you cupping it and hiding it. I can smell it. Oh, I know. <laughs> you know, so but it's sort of <laughs> without that. Oh, it's illegal. I've got to sort of hide it, mm. you know. <laughs> but it's not so illegal that I'm that bothered about people noticing me doing it. Yeah. You know, but that cultural shift of, oh, yeah, Just there's nothing wrong with it. I can, I can do that and I can openly sell bongs that I've hand blown glass know, and stuff like that. I think that'd be quite a, quite a edibles. Fun. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, God, they are amazing. I totally didn't feel like. I think I've eaten cannabis once or twice in cakes and then when I had these Jolly Ranchers and um, fudge which was using the Rick Simpson um, oil which they tend to use as the uh, medicine um, we had a lady who had a dispensary there and she taught us how to how to do the oil which was amazing Um, yeah I I actually felt like that uh, I was on acid it was like I'm tripping chicken balls here it was beautiful (laughs) it was wonderful it was really good because it was also microdosing as well you know there's benefits to microdosing for your body um, we was doing right. that at night time because it just does turn you into a zombie because it is it's a concentrate you know you're eating it it's a it's a oil yeah um so that is a different high from smoking or doing the dabs they were well into the dabs over there i've only ever done it once over here um using the oil using the blowtorch getting it hot and inhaling I was the smoke. Say, I've never never seen that yeah it's not something um, I'm overly familiar with at all you um and you find you may only do like one or two hits and then you you won't have anything for several hours so rather than smoking a joint which is a, mostly has tobacco in we tend to mix it in America they were so horrified that we may I can never remember the difference between spliffs and joints you know one's pure weed the other's mixed with tobacco and weed over there or here well both apparently I, really I know me yeah. neither but there is a difference between the two was, yeah. and I just think we've always needed to you know reserve our weed a little bit more so we mix it over there you know if you're smoking your tobacco your cigarettes or you're smoking weed why would you mix the two together and I've only ever 
well no that's like because people started to quit smoking so we was using vape pens and yeah. um, I mean I, if I smoke now we'll tend to do it on a pipe on a beautiful mushroom pipe that's been hand blown I got mine in India though but that's few and far <laughs> between but I appreciate having the plant by itself now yeah. you know because I don't like tobacco I don't smoke usually um, so that was interesting you know I just couldn't believe what the hell are you doing <laughs> like so but it's um, I do look but with fond memories but there is also you know there's a darker side towards you know there's there were posters up because so many people had gone missing you know right. foreign people that have gone missing they've got a massive missing list anyway America mostly sadly young people from um, the care system I'm sure some people have yeah. done the off and don't need it but some have fallen victim somewhere yeah. along the lines um, but yeah they, they reckon there's several hundred people that have gone missing in the last couple of years that have come over um, you know to be employed in the cannabis industry um, which is very sad where do you think they've gone <sighs> I don't know have you ever seen Wolf Creek <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, no. <laughs> that's about the amount of people that go missing in the Australian outback. So right. that's one of the theories of a serial murder. Um, but who knows? I met a French girl and she had been employed three times by the time I met her. And she had to leave all of those uh, places. I believe the first one, he got a bit weird and wanted to marry her. Um, second one, I can't quite remember she was vulnerable and um, she didn't like the vibe of where she was mm. um, so you know she got out I don't know what can happen here because a lot of the traveller community might you know haven't always got family and friends they're in contact with all the time yeah, there's lots yeah. of many souls wandering around you know lost found still seeking you know all of the above so and because it is you know these most of these people are not here on working visas it's hard to investigate yeah yeah it's oh, it's tough isn't it it's very tough and um it wouldn't stop me from going back but i would be more cautious you know the place where i was at you know the guy because there's a lot of people using cocaine to stay up because you're thinking there's a lot of weed that needs trimming you right. know you're expected to be doing sort of eight ten twelve hour days yeah just sitting trimming 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 you know snip 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 and um you know people are using amphetamines to keep themselves awake all oh, right um so obviously with that you do get some aggression you know yeah. you do get and yeah, you know, some people haven't got social skills <laughs> or totally lack any Absolutely, kind of yeah, etiquette. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that can be really difficult because you're in a high-pressured situation and you don't forget you're being paid quite well for this. So, you know, there's pressure on... But was it good all... pay in compared to doing another job of someone just going into the country that wanted some part-time work or yeah, whatever to... Um, to fund their next trip to another state or a lot of people place. would trim for the season which tends to be sort of three four months maybe if you're lucky um and then they don't work for the rest of the year sweet and you know this is they they travel the world they do their thing um yeah you're earning anything from 150 to 250 dollars per pound that you trim 
most people can tend to do a pound in a day but some people can do you know two pound and it depends on the quality so of what a you're trimming to a day that's not bad free. is it really and if you're getting your accommodation and food included you ain't gonna make that in a day in mcdonald's are you or waitressing with your tips or waitressing or working in a bar or so it's quite a lucrative so you know there's a lot of money floating around a lot of stress and if the crop goes wrong you've got mould it's gone to seed you know mm. I, I can see why people get aggy yeah um, yeah yeah you a know, high and value there crop are, gets lost like that yeah you're gonna there are you know there are farms where you know they will just put loads of Red Bull out Coke Speed whatever you want there's farms where only and that's, that's another thing you know most of the people who are trimming tend to be female. Um, All right. For a few reasons, was stated several times. Um, you know, men have been up on the mountains, mostly men. There are obviously women in the industry, but, you know, the women are a bit more easier on the eye. We right. tend to trim quicker, seen as more trustworthy. I worked in a mushroom um, farm. Oh, in Hockley? In Hockley. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking hated it because <laughs> I was just like... I'm not making money here because my pick rate's crap because oh. I'm zoning out and spacing out. And actually the women were were mm. better at just going, boom, I'm just going to eyes down, arse up and totally. focus to, to do it. And We don't tend to smoke so, yeah. as much as well. <laughs> it's, yeah, these are reoccurring. But obviously, you know, if they fancy a bunk up, so, you know, there are sometimes pressures you know, put on expectations that are there. Yeah. So, you know, you need to be aware of your personal safety. Yeah. You know, it's, um, but, yeah. Sounds like a crazy old three months, huh? It was. Well, look, thanks very much. Thank you. For coming back and talking about <laughs> everything that we've, we've discussed because that was, that was really interesting. I, I, you know, speak yeah. about a little bit. that I, I don't know what's going to happen in the UK. I sort of, I hope yeah, it happens, but like, like we say, it, the right it's thing where it's going to come from, whether we we grow ourselves or whether we import, import from somewhere yeah. like the states. Probably there, importing a, the oil would be best in our best interest yeah. because they've perfected it. Well, there's a lot of states that have, have legalized uh, recreational use and medicinal use, yeah, um, and then there's a, a list that have just done uh, medicinal. Uh, and I was shocked at the the amount. Um, there's twenty one states where it's uh, m- uh, medically available, but you can't um, have an abortion. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Isn't it? Oh gosh. Eight eight states where it's legalized for recreational use, um, and one, two, three, four, five of those have got it for medicinal use. Everyone's got a well. medical card out there. <laughs> it's brilliant. And there's only eighteen. <laughs> 20, there's 21 so there's equal amounts of states that have legalised it as there are people that haven't so that's half now yeah like, that's and I, I literally thought it was like Colorado California maybe one or two others but I'm really kind of like whoa and the ones that haven't tend to be in the bible belt ah so it's uh, a big revenue and they're switching on to this yeah. and like the impact that these countries have been able to give the states you know they're building schools and hospitals with this extra money this yeah. is what they're doing you know they're they're putting it into public services brilliant but i mean why have we had to have this battle with a so-called illegal industry just to be able to provide society with better services 
Don't know, man. Don't know. But I'm not. I'm not <laughs> complaining. You know, it's not about pointing fingers. It's all about you know the change that is happening and yeah. looking for the solutions. And we're in a really exciting time to be seeing this unravel. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it'll all get legalised fairly, fairly soon. I don't. I wouldn't say I have concerns on on how it goes about, but it is something that needs to be addressed, and people need to. You know, there's a lot of people say, oh, "I don't know why it's not legal." Like, what, what's the rush? You know, there's, you know, if it's going to happen, there's things that have got to you know, be in place before. Yeah. You know, the right clinical trials, the right things, because you can't pass a law to legalize something, so that the next day it's legalized without a system in place that of course, that will support yeah. that law change. Um, and yeah, I don't know, I don't know enough about the ins and outs of of that process, but. I'm we don't sure need to. We just need to sign sure any petitions coming. that flag up. Fuck petitions, man. No, oh, do man. not say that. This is like Russell Brand saying, don't vote. Totally taken out of his context. <laughs> petitions are political and they incite I'm, change to legislation, which is what we need. In in some terms and respects, but there there's this whole, you can go online and fill a petition in for almost anything. And I think yes. it's started to really dilute the valid ones. Um it's finding the ones that have got the followers that are linked <clears throat> to, how, yeah. you know, how many they have to cause a debate and then they have to take it to Parliament. But it, those are what... That's how you can be more political with change is actually by going online and doing some petitions. Like, it's true. It ch- helps change legislation because change is going to come from within the system. Yeah, you know? absolutely, yeah. And we need to help that I do believe in petitions because I get feedback I do a lot of animal ones you know animal welfare and um, you get feedback with what's going on you know like you messaged me and said oh have you heard about the Taiwan you know yeah 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 these yeah. things the, the dog and cat meat trade in China these oh, are yeah, coming no, because of petitions I, I, I don't mean fuck petitions <laughs> completely I, I don't want a blanket that's not a blanket statement um, uh, to, to broadly go over every petition yeah but there are a lot of rubbish ones, um, mm. and it's sort of. I don't of, know where they're going. Then some of them, I think, God, there's a, someone illiterate has wrote this, and I'm yeah. not dissing. You know, you use a grammar, great. But I, I think a petition's only as strong as the message uh, and the point it's trying to get across. Mm. It's not the strength necessarily of the people that have signed it, the, or the number that of, of people that have signed it. You can have millions upon millions upon millions of uh, people saying. Yeah, we should do this. I've got to send you some links for some petitions now. Doesn't mean sod all if it's uh, if it's a completely worthless cause or not articulated well message. Mm. Um, articulated well, so I articulated that really brilliant. <laughs> Did I say that proper in it or not? <laughs> On that note, cheers, darling. Adios. It's me again. Glad you made it back to the outro. Thanks very much. Uh, the bit where I have a little waffle and ask you to share the podcast with your friends and your family and your work friends. Uh, set aside a minute for rating and reviewing. Don't forget it, but you know, do 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 it if you want to. But but please share it. Share the podcast. That means more to me than anything. Um, I don't do this for money or for praise. Um, I just want to get the stories of the everyday and ordinary people, uh, the often extraordinary people like Sammy, out there for for everyone to enjoy. 
uh, they've been kind enough to share their stories and I'm hoping you're kind enough to share the podcast with your friends um, I'd like to thank Sammy uh, I th- I, I'm sure you'll agree she was an awesome guest and is a pretty cool person uh, so let me know how many of you actually knew uh, what date rate really was uh, tweet me I'm really interested in this uh, as I, I thought it was when someone drugs another person but this isn't as we've heard necessarily always the case um, it's a rate that involves someone you know and can also be described as acquaintance rape and drugs and alcohol uh, are only sometimes used to facilitate this rape um, I think at first I felt ashamed to say that I didn't know that um, but now I'm not because I think it's an educational issue um, and that's not necessarily my fault for, for not knowing that uh, it is our responsibility to educate ourselves on these types of things but I think that also means that we need to discuss it more um, and, and the fact that it's not discussed more is is maybe that's the issue uh, I mean I didn't even really like using the word or term rape um, I don't know about you but I sort of felt bad or, or guilty or, or, or just wrong for using the word it's, it's quite a powerful word and, and that puts us off using it and therefore we don't really talk about it this is obviously wrong um, and why I'm enormously pleased and grateful that Sammy shared this with us. I really hope that this and the, the links that I put up in the Acast app, um, you know, the links to things uh, that I put up with advice and, and help and, and where to find that, um, I really hope that they they kind of help someone reach out um, and, and learn more about something like rape or even help them through uh, an experience that they themselves might be, be going through. Um, and, and talking about experiences if you've got any type of experience uh, rape or, or otherwise then you know if you want to share that with me um, share that on the podcast perhaps um, get in touch you can do it anonymously you can email me anonymously we can discuss um, the, the, the chances of you being on a podcast the, the, there's no obligation or anything like that um, I, I know that there's been a few people that have got stories that they're considering sharing but they're not sure whether they want to put their name to it that's fine um, if it's an important enough story that needs to be told your name being on the podcast doesn't and shouldn't really really matter so um yeah so i mean what did everyone think about the drugs bit um i thought it was pretty cool i think the cannabis farm elements of this episode was really interesting it's uh, it's not necessarily an ex- it's not an experience i've had or, or necessarily will ever have i'm sure um and again tweet me or email me your thoughts on drugs the war on drugs the legalization of them uh, whatever um let's let's have a debate on twitter next week i've got a girl called mave um she's done a poetry marathon to help raise money for child.org which is a children's charity um uh based or well they're based here but they 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 help people uh children in africa um we have a good chat about lots of different types of things um her her marathon of poetry being one of them um so yeah remember to subscribe and get the one uh again for free um in the meantime have a good week and uh, i'll catch you later 
with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.